This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and more. Follow Elliot in the Morning everywhere social at EITM online. What's going on? Eh, not a whole lot. My first question for you is how did it go? How was the procedure? How was the procedure? Uh, it was great. It was great. The medicine wasn't good, though. There's, there's the expensive kind you have to pay for, and then there's the stuff your insurance company covers, and that stuff is just like rot gut, and you, you walk around like doubled over for like, you know, 18 hours afterwards. Although I will tell you this. the 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 I thought the prep was horrible, but the actual – I mean, the, the procedure's nothing. You go to sleep. You wake up and, and, yeah, and everything's <laughs> fine. I mean, that part's easy. The getting ready for the procedure, though, drinking that garbage, unless you had the pills, but drinking the garbage is the worst. I love the results of drinking the garbage, though. Oh. <laughs> you get rid of the garbage. Yeah, well, there you go. You know what I love? I love is after they wake you up and they're like, yeah, man, you look good. You're like, great. I don't have to deal with this for another five years. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, can I ask you this, though? And, and Bill, listen, I, I, I don't know what I don't know what your home life is like. But did you have to go to did you have to go to obviously Bill Burr had a colonoscopy. But did you have to go to like a a clinic where essentially there's like 10 people that are all lined up? And then one by one, they kind of wheel you in. They do the procedure, which is it's very quick. And then they take you out. And then the next one goes in. Or because you're famous, do you get to do like you're not in a row of people and everybody's walking by going, oh, my God, it's Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, no, I was in that row and I was actually thinking to myself, you know, every year they keep lowering the age of when you're supposed to get these. And there's all of these people here. It's like how much of this is actually real? Or are they just making money on this procedure? Because it was literally like being in the drive through line at McDonald's at like 1 AM. It's winding around the block. You're in and out in like 40 minutes. They're just knocking these things out. And I remember first it was like, you got to get it when you're over 50. And then it was like, uh, you know, maybe 47, 45, 40. Now it's like in your thirties. I, I don't know. It's starting to think like, uh, I don't know. But I mean, I look, I'd rather do the procedure than die of ass cancer. So, I'm well, good. you know what? I guess when you, when you, when you kind of balance the scales, Bill, maybe, maybe you are on to something. Now, let me, let me ask you one more side of that. Did you, um, what did you download to watch? 
Oh, I've been watching a bunch of French stuff. I'm trying to learn the language because I want to go there and be totally fluent. <laughs> do a do a stand up show in all French in Paris and just trash Parisians <laughs> for how arrogant they are. <laughs> Even though I think they have a well earned arrogance, but it would just be funny to break all the stereotypes. To be an American, not be fat, to actually be traveling and to be able to speak another language and then absolutely trash them. I think that they would love it. <laughs> so I watched this this show. Uh, I was called uh, Le Chante de Loup, oh. which is the uh, the cry of the, the cry of the wolf, which is a, a submarine nuclear submarine drama that has one of my favorite French actors. I don't know even know how to pronounce his name, but he was in this movie in 2009 called A Prophet which was uh, a prison movie that was unbelievable. Huh. A Prophet, look it up, man. You should definitely check that out. And then I saw um, a documentary on um, this French designer called Wonder Boy, where he was adopted. And he came from this really loving family, but like he was, the whole thing was about how, because he didn't know who he was from and who his parents were, how that like sort of drove him and haunted him and, you know, the questions of why, why would you give me up? A really an incredible, incredible uh, thing. I will make it. I watch those. I will make a note. Uh, you did, um, in, in terms of the uh, culture scale, you did far better than I did, Bill Burr. You did far better than <laughs> I. I am, a, I am a recovered meathead. <laughs> but I am still a meathead. <laughs> hey, I was reading something about you, and maybe I just took it for granted that others have done it. Hell, maybe I took it for granted that you have done it. But I was reading something that said, obviously, obviously you're out on tour now. Um, when you play Fenway Park, which I'm sure is 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 a is massive for you. When you play Fenway Park, is it true you'll be the first comedian to play Fenway? Yeah, to play Fenway, not to play a baseball stadium. Gabriel Iglesias played uh, Dodger Stadium twice. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I'm just doing one show. <laughs> I just had the Sunday show. Gabe had the uh, he had the, the the two Friday, two Saturday. Thing. Is that? So I've never played once, so I have no idea. Um, um, you know how it's going to be. My concern is that you know. I know what I have to do because I know there's no roof on that thing. So the laughs are going to go up. Right. So I just got to like play to the whole place while listening to the, that front section and have a good time. And, you know, it's an hour and 15 minutes of my life that I'll never forget. I'm looking forward to it. I was going to ask, are you, I mean, listen, you've done everything from Madison square garden and, and arenas and, and, and I mean, you've played everywhere, Bill, except obviously Fenway park. Are you are you nervous about it at all? I mean, I saw I saw when you threw out the first pitch at Fenway, and you did a very nice job. Um, and obviously, it's Boston, so it it, it means something to you. But it, do do you do you do you get nervous to do Fenway? Oh, not now. I mean, what's no point? In, I mean, I'm, I'm motivated by it. I'm definitely doing a ton of spots, making sure that I'm ready. But I mean, I, I'm sure I'll be a little nervous before I go out there, but. Once I get out there, I'll, I'll be all right. Is it is it that much different doing an outdoor 
show like as you I, that's something that would have never crossed my mind the whole laughs rising everything yeah. goes up well i mean obviously your your special that's streaming on, on netflix live at red rocks and like at one point you even you even like reference during the during the show of like this is a spectacular place and we're outside and you know we're getting hit in the face with the wind and the whole thing is i i guess i never took into account that a room would sound different if there was no roof on the building yeah, and especially if it's not designed for comedy. So that's the one thing. So we'll see how that goes. But, like, I've played, like, you know, some amphitheaters. I love those. As long as it's not super hot out and it's not a bunch of flies, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, did, uh, I did back-to-back amphitheaters down in, uh, in Florida, and the first night I played Tampa, and it had just rained. And sometimes when it rains, it makes it hotter. This one actually made it cooler, and there was a breeze and it was amazing. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever done. And then the next night, I was in West Palm Beach, and it was hot, sticky, muggy Florida. And uh, I came off stage, and I, I saw the back of my I had a button-down shirt on. I looked like I helped somebody move. Like I had like that. You know, like, you know the sweat they put on people in movies? Right. It's like, okay, nobody sweats like that. Yeah, it was like that. I was just like, wow. Wow. Uh, but it was still still fun shows or whatever, so... You know, Boston in August can be pretty brutal, so I might need bug spray. I have no idea. (laughs) Hey, is Red Rocks is Red Rocks becoming kind of a a? Well, I I should ask. Have have you played Red Rock? Had you played Red Rocks prior to shooting for the special? Uh, Technically, I did. I was working the Comedy Works, and they had a um, an uh, sick and twisted animated festival there, or something like adult rated cartoons. This is like back when South Park was just first coming out. So they used to have festivals like that. And, um, they wanted a couple comics to go on before it because they'll just like show a movie out there. Like it's, it's really an incredible, incredible venue. So they just wanted some comedians to go up there. So I went up there and, you know, bombed. There was just people like walking <laughs> around. I was like, I did like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, but nobody came there to see like a comedian. It right. was so, you know, it's just one of those, they always do that though. They feel like, well, they'll just be like sitting around before this thing. Everybody really wants to see, Oh my God, we, we should throw a comedian in there. So they stay entertained. And it's like, no, they just want to talk to each other about this thing. They're about to see that they're excited to see. And then they always stick one of us in there. That's, that's why we end up getting heckled and all of that stuff. They always come up with that. idea. You know what? We don't be great right before the inauguration. What if we have a comedian go up there and it's just like, no, these people all want to talk about how much money they're going to make. Cause their guy just got in. <laughs> but I was, I was going to say, it seems like red rocks is becoming a little bit of a place. Obviously you have to be at a certain level, but it seems like red rocks or, or at least at least with the comedians that they brought in at a good level, it almost seems like Red Rocks is becoming, it's known very well as being a music venue, but it seems like they're starting to put more and more big name comedians in there. Yeah. You know, if you look at the history of it, you know, Bill Cosby played it a long time ago. Uh, Pryor played it. There has been comedians that were there, but like, I think, you know, the way the internet ripped down, the music industry, it elevated comedy. And just because, um, I don't know, like it, the whole music industry was evil and the, but there was a star making process over there. And Napster was the first thing 
the first torpe- torpedo. Right. And that um, destroyed that industry. And I don't know how bands make it now, but like probably the way I guess comedians do. But comedians are perfect for now because no one wants to hear a joke twice while simultaneously no one wants to watch, you know, you binge watch a series. All right, give me something else, you know, and like how long it takes, you know, to write an album, how long it takes to, uh, you know, write and shoot and edit uh, a movie or a TV series where comedy is just like every day, topical stuff, bam, 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 bam. You can keep feeding the ADD that everybody has now. And I think that, that the void created by the music business collapsing, comedians came in and, and filled that vacuum. But you know what you know what I always give comedians credit for, Bill, is like, for example, the the live at Red Rocks is 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 streaming now and, and pretty recently. And so and now there's obviously you're out on tour and you're 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 doing shows all over is and just, I mean, I feel like everybody knows this, but anybody who's who's going to anybody who buys a ticket and is going to go see Bill Burr, it's not the same material that live at Red Rocks is. So I do give I, I, I give you guys a ton of credit, the good ones, a ton of credit because you're still promoting the for anybody who didn't see you out on the road when you were doing that. And then Red Rocks comes out. There's a whole new hour that's out that you've had to write and rehearse and perfect and work and work and work so that it's ready so that you can go out on a tour so that when somebody walks into, you know, I mean, Fenway Park and goes to the stadium, they don't go, boy, he should have practiced this a little bit. It seems very rough. Right. Yeah, no, that's 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 the name of the game. You just keep going, and it's just the, uh, yeah, and then the fear of that, and then losing your whole following, and then ha- having to start over again, try to make it again, which is practically impossible, unless you're like John Travolta. There's only a few guys I saw do it, and it's, um, well, he didn't really have to make it again. He just had to get himself viewed to be in the, the better movies right. again. You know what I mean? Because sure. he's doing like, you know, look who's talking, look who's talking to and then Tarantino comes around, puts him in Pulp Fiction, and and reminded everybody, oh yeah, this guy's one of our b- the best actors out there. So um, yeah, you know, fortunately, I love doing stand up, and I'm also an idiot, so I'm constantly screwing up in my life. So there's plenty of material, and um, <laughs> you know, the hours the hours come pretty easy, and uh, it's something I've been doing for a long time. I'm just you know, I'm just psyched that I get to live this life. You know, and the, you know, between whether it's, whether it's stand-up comedy, um, doing TV shows, doing movies, producing movies, uh, and as busy as it is, did I, did I, um, I, I want to say, I heard you say that for the first time, you, you obviously fly helicopters, but for the first time, did you take a passenger up in a helicopter? Yeah. One of my, my opener the night, you see the guy walking out at the end of the Red Rock special. I, I went up with him. The guy that uh, you uh, did mushrooms with, but Dean, the- Dean, yeah, Dean, Dean Del Rey, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly got me the mushrooms. Where, was that was that nerve wracking to take somebody up for the first time? It was anticlimactic because I was over prepared, I think, for that moment. And um, but uh, the one thing I did learn is, you know, when I was going through a couple different airspaces, I got to make sure that I'm not shooting the breeze with him as I really have to like, was like paying attention. Because usually, you know, you're talking to the other person, but for the most part with me, it was another pilot. 
So we just automatically, you know, you hear your tail number like your name. And right. I missed like uh, two radio calls where they're like, you know, calling out my thing, you know, something, something, Bravo, are you there? It's like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so it's like anything, you know, you learn, you learn as you go. Uh, Bill Burr, live at Red Rocks, is now streaming the Slight Return Tour, August 10th in New York, Forest Hill Stadium, September 15th in D.C. at Capital One Arena. Uh, Bill Burr, nice to talk to you. I appreciate the time, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for helping me try to sell some tickets here. Hey, you got it. Thanks, Bill. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.